Okay. Welcome again, everyone, to Morning Stars Meditations and Transmissions, our our morning hour-long session, synchronized. Let's breathe deeply. Put your hand on your heart. I invite you to put your hand on your heart. Breathe deeply, grounding. Bring in some gratitude for your breath that you are breathing right now. This whole sensation. The longer the breath, the calmer we are. So if there's an intense time, you breathe deeper and it helps calm your nervous system. The Byako group in Japan, they talk about cosmionic science. It's an energy that comes in air that we ingest, I suppose, integrate when we breathe very deeply. And so it's not just oxygen that sustains us. It's cosmionic particles, cosmions. But she is a seer and a mystic herself, and so it has not been discovered in science yet. But when we breathe in truth and in deep love, it is with us. It is in the air around us. And we connect to it and bring it in. I love that image. It's kind of like key, like the energy flow as well. We get stronger key when you breathe deeper and bring in more cosmions. Anyway, you can store that in your back pocket. (laughs) And let's keep continuing grounding anything that isn't yours to solve or to hold. We release now. Feel it drop away from your being and your aura get lighter and we visualize a beautiful golden sun shining warmly all the wonderful attributes you want in your life infinite health infinite beauty infinite vibrance infinite energy infinite love infinite generosity infinite gratitude infinite wisdom infinite calmness, infinite peace, infinite harmony, infinite joy. All these aspects are in the sun. And we invite that sun to the core of our being. I visualize it around our third chakra or the stomach, above the stomach. And it can bring in the sun and shine it out warmly into all the crevices and corners of your of your body, physical body and cells and then beyond into the aura there are seven layers or more of the aura just like we have seven main layers of the physical aura and there are Twelve and beyond, I'm sure. Of the eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh chakra, and then the star seed chakra on the on the Mother Earth, on the bottom, the twelfth. So beautiful. And if you ever feel depleted or really low in your battery energy. You bring in a whole bunch of gold suns to fill up. 
It's just a visualization, and it's not just a visualization. It can really make a difference. And we create a sphere of love and gratitude for Mother Earth. Filling it with so much love and gratitude and light and love and joy. And we send it off to Mother Earth. She receives it and sends her love back to you. Feel that coming back to you now in your body, in your aura space. We are extensions of Mother Earth. It's a natural connection to have with her. And it is more unnatural to be disconnected with Mother Earth. And it's only in the last hundred years or so that we have been wearing shoes that disconnect us from Mother Earth. There's a documentary I've been wanting to see called Earthing, and I think it's beautiful, and I think that's similar. It's kind of like a grounding in Mother Earth, and there's much more to be said, I'm sure. And now we create a sphere of love and gratitude to Father Sky and send it off to Father Sky. He receives it gladly and returns his love to to us now. Feel it coming into our aura and our being and integrating that father-mother-child energy the love of the Trinity. And we are in a powerful state of neutrality, calmness, stillness, and being. We are shining. Infinite light. I am light, infinite light. Go into the divinity breath. Breathing in, I am divine. Hold, accomplished. Breathing out, humanity is divine. Again, breathing in. Hold, breathing out. Breathing in. Hold, breathing out. Breathing in, I am divine. Hold, accomplished. Breathing out, humanity is divine. Breathing in. Hold. Out. In. Hold. One last time, breathing in, I am divine. Hold, accomplished. Breathing out, humanity is divine. Beautiful. And from this state of divinity, let's visualize and pray for world peace. May peace prevail on earth. May peace be in our homes and countries. May our missions be accomplished. We thank you, guardian deities and guardian spirits. Peace prevails on earth. Peace is in our homes and in our countries. Our missions are being accomplished. We thank you, guardian deities and guardian spirits. Peace prevails on earth. Peace is in the United States of America. The United States of America's divine missions are being accomplished. We thank you guardian deities, and guardian spirits. Beautiful. And may this gathering and this day be of the highest light, the highest love, the highest appreciation, the highest gratitude, the highest joy, the highest inspiration, the highest wisdom, and the highest good of all that is. So be it.
Before I hand it off to Morningstar, I just want to comment how wild and crazy it has been. (laughs) It's been Mercury retrograde for a few more days until November 3rd, um, which is also Halloween and full moon is a daylight savings weekend for California and most of America, I believe. And it just feels so busy. There's so many things going on, my goodness. So for me, this is a strange term of expression, like keeping the fires out. (laughs) And our electricity has been out in many places um, to prevent fires. And I haven't heard of any, so I'm grateful for that. It just speaks to how we as humanity need to find more, mm, less dangerous ways of living. You know, our electricity, there are less dangerous ways for electricity. And ah, we just got to bring our heads together and scientists for the good of humanity. Start creating for the good of humanity and not just for profit or for the military or personal gain. It's time to start thinking of the whole. So it's just so fascinating how wild and crazy it has felt the last few days and I've missed being with you. And I know I was with you in spirit. So there it is. And welcome, dear Morning Star. I feel there's much to work on. Our mission is being accomplished. Yes, yes, yes. Ah. Let's take a moment to notice how Kai's words make your mind aware of what is all around. (laughs) The mind is busy in the mind's business. And everything around us is of the highest and best in every way, but the mind doesn't know it. So she takes us, with, she takes our minds into these places. Take your own mind there now, again, and think of all the words that she said. Infinite joy. Infinite joy is always here and always now. Infinite peace is always here and always now. And her mind, or her words, get our mind to notice that which is all around us. So think back to those words she spoke or, or just find the ones that resonate for you the most and breathe into them one by one. Acknowledging with your mind and words, each breath acknowledges infinite something. Let's start with air. In our life experience, There is infinite air. So breathe the infinite air. Infinite peace. In our being, infinite peace is present always. Infinite joy. Infinite energy. With a breath and feel that. And we are going to say the word infinite a few more times. 
And with your hand on your heart and your awareness of your infinite breath, which has <clears throat> actually is always here and always now until your body no longer uses it. And then it's not gone. It's just not happening for your body right then. So starting with the infinite air that's all around you and breathing it in and breathing it out and being aware that that's been happening with or without your attention all of your life. And direct your attention, I'm going to say the word infinite. You direct your attention to that which you would like to acknowledge of all the possible words. Pick the ones that will probably pop into your mind. Infinite, breathing in infinite something. Infinite. Infinite. Reminding your mind that it is not creating anything. It is noticing what is here and has always been here. Every human being since the beginning of humans has experienced the infinite air. In our spirit presence, we are infinite. We are infinite everything. So find the ones you'd like to pay attention to today and breathe them in from the infinite source of all that is. Isn't it interesting that just as our souls tell us we are on the cusp of mastery, we are given infinite opportunities to practice. When I picture Mercury retrograde, I picture two little um, cartoon figures of heads and mouths talking. And they are facing each other. And the little lines to represent the communication are coming out of each of them going towards the other but then they just kind of go over or under or around each other. So they don't connect. And almost every communication we are having is going like that. I text my friend. She texts me and says she's going to the breath classes. She's enjoying the breath classes, the Will Wim Hof work. She's enjoying it. She lives near us. And I text her back, are you going to the gym? And she texts me back. 
about six or seven sentences about her relationship with Jim. And I can see in that that I didn't be clear and specific. Are you going to the gym for the classes? And turns out, yes, she was. The gym is closing. Yes, she was. But in that moment of are you going to the gym, and she's answering me about a whole different meaning for going to the gym than the one I was asking about and seeing that that's the way it's not a big deal. They're all little deals. My icon for my phone to call has disappeared from my telephone. I know I must have done something to have that happen, but I don't know what. I've tried all kinds of things to remedy it. So this morning, when I want to call you, I ask Siri to make the call for me because that little icon that would show me all of that stuff is gone. And that's the kind of stuff that's happening to all of us. And it's not important. I don't speak it to you because it really matters. Most of the time, I wouldn't even mention it. I will call the phone company and ask for some help, somebody who knows about phones and how to get my iPhone back to the way it was. But I'm not going to tell all my family and friends and neighbors and everybody about my little glitch with my phone. It's a little glitch with my phone. I speak about with you because it's my little glitch, just like your little glitch. It's a place where I'm not getting what I want. And it's not a big want. And I found a way around it. And clearly to me, they are all about being with what is. So they are saying, you are almost mastering being body, mind, spirit. And then they flood us with experiences that help us to be with what is. Because spirit is always with what is. Spirit is not in our presence going, gosh, I'd I'd be happier with all of this if you just weighed 20 pounds less. Spirit is not. I'd be happier with all this if I could just press the phone button and make the call quick and easy. Spirit is not hanging out in the space of everything would be better if the electricity was just on. Spirit is in the isness of no phone icon on my phone, in the isness of no electricity in my house, in the isness of no internet in my house, even the electricity is back on and still no internet. Spirit is with the isness. And we, wow, we are intending to integrate our body, our mind, and our spirit into one functioning presence. So that we can show the awakening ones that it can be done and kind of what it might look like. We're not going to tell them how they should do it. They just need to see the possibility. Brain scientists tell us that when we see it, our mind expands to allow for it. So when we see that tumor shrink on the ultrasound in the movie, the YouTube from Greg Braden, when we see that, our mind expands into that possibility. Michael and I went to the Philippines and took some work with some psychic surgeons and we saw their fingers go into the body and remove stuff. And we filmed some of it. It's kind of fun to have those now turned into DVDs so that we can look at them again. And that opened our minds to the possibility. Of what is. The infinite possibilities of the, that exist within our soul presence 
are all almost at our fingertips. And we are being given opportunities to experience. And part of what we are given the opportunity to experience is just being with what is. So you can notice. Because I know what mine are. I know yes, some of you are having similar ones. And some of you are having completely different ones. We wanted to have a practice day on Monday. And the attendance was very tiny. And we ended up canceling. Partly because the owner of the spa was going to be gone as well. So... So what did we do with that? If you were going to be part of the of the experience and you got the message that we were canceling, what did you do with that? If you've been without electricity, what did you do with that? If you had a flat tire or you run out of gas or a bill you meant to pay didn't get paid on time because you forgot it, Those are the moments, and interestingly enough, it's your awareness of what you experience that helps you grow in this direction. So look at the little glitches that have been there in your life. Look, especially look at the breakdowns in clear communication where what you're used to experiencing with your friends and family is different right now. And just notice how you are processing it. When I saw the text from my friend about the gym, it was just my thought went, oh, okay, that's Mercury retrograde. Send a little note to clarify just to make sure, yeah, is is it it still happening or is it ending? Not the answer that I wanted. (sighs) No reaction. No internet at the beginning because of the company making a change. No reaction. Then no internet because of no electricity. No reaction. Then come home yesterday and still no internet, which means that there's still some kind of a glitch there that we don't know what it is, and now it's the action required is contact the company and so on. Not my favorite, but still not a big reaction, just a little one. Just a little one. Actually contemplating giving up Internet altogether for the time being. I'm going to miss my YouTube. It can be done. Don't know what the universe is asking of me, and I'm with what is. The choice is pay a lot of money for nothing or stop paying and it's our last resort, so give up Internet. Don't know yet. We'll see. No reaction. No upset. No anger. No sadness. No need to make a decision right now because in this now, it is in the unknown. So noticing the possibilities, letting it be. And some of you know, being without the Internet is not what I want. It's way not what I want. I mean, trips to the library several times a week to access Internet in a different way, probably cheaper for me, but it also takes out the convenience of having it in our home and the parts of our TV watching that involve that and so on. So 
It's not what I want. Being without electricity is not what I want. Canceling our breakfast day is not what I want. Having miscommunications with people is not what I want. So what do they all have in common? They are not what I want. And we are saying that you will probably find yours are the same. Whatever they are, you will find they are that they are the same. You have something you want, big or small, and it is not available to you at this moment. And so you are being with what is. And if you are aware of not having what you want and pretty much not reacting, you are essentially very much in the being with what is. And if you sit in that space and you look back over the last few years and you say, wow, just a couple of years ago, I would have, I would have been real upset about this or I'd been re- I would have felt blame for that or whatever you'll notice. And that's your chance. This is your moment. This is your chance to kind of assess. To look at your current reactions or responses. Which are they? And we would say that probably, given what the guidance is saying about how close we are to mastery, that you're finding you are primarily in response. And in response, you like it or you don't like it, and you take appropriate actions based on what is. We timed our... We paid attention to our use of food. We didn't react. We didn't have fear. We weren't upset. We were here with what is. And we realized that we did not know for a while how long it would be. And that in order to maximize the loss of food... The preservation of food, we would make minimal use of our refrigerator. So rather than open the door, grab this, open the door, grab that, open the door, grab something else, which was not appropriate behavior at this time, we shifted our behavior a little bit and went, okay, I'm going to need X, Y, and Z. I'm going to open the door and get X, Y, and Z close the door, and I'll leave them all out until they're all ready to go back in. So that's a one open and close for everything. And it will preserve the cold inside the refrigerator better. So those are the kinds of simple little behaviors that you will have noticed that you adopted, given whatever your particular challenges were. And then you look at, did you react? And put your hand on your heart and put your left fingers together before you do it because you really want to be in your whole brain. You really want to be as free of your judge as you can be. And if you have some judgment of yourself, then you could start clearing it with the fingers or the Ho'oponopono or any of the tools we have practiced because self-judgment is not useful and it leads to judgment of others, which is also not useful. So we are anticipating that what you will discover as you do a little self-questioning or self-examination right now, is that you primarily responded, that you knew you didn't get what you wanted, you weren't upset, you were simply doing what needed to be done under the circumstances. That is being with what is.
Spirit is with us always. Spirit is with what is always. Spirit is enjoying, loving, and appreciating you just as you are. For those of you who are parents or who have been parents, you've done this a million times. As your children were maturing and learning and growing, you have supported them in their current experience. You have helped them to learn addition. You have helped them to learn time tables. You have helped them to learn all along the way. Without judgment, oh, God, you're so stupid. Oh, my goodness, you're so brilliant. Without any judgment. Either way. Most of us appreciate when our kids have a smart moment. But we've learned from the mindset work that telling them that their success is based on their intelligence is a misleading way to teach them. A better way is to say, wow, you got that great because you worked really hard. And I'm glad you're smart enough to do it and you worked really hard. And what the mindset work teaches us is that kind of information. You're so smart when you get a good grade is translated in the child mind as I'm not smart if I get a bad grade. And a bad grade could be an A minus. A bad grade could be an F. It's a very uh, matter of perspective kind of thing. So as you are helping your children learn, or as you were helping your children learn, or as you were helped to learn, you can see how your mindsets were created and where they came from judgment or evaluation. You can see how that might not have been being with what is. In terms of the good bad. I have read of kids who who um receive no respect. Somebody's somebody's got some noise happening. So that's just a star six for you. That some kids come home with an A minus and their parents are disappointed and they are really upset with themselves for an A minus. Other kids come home with an A minus and their parents are over the moon. Wow. That's really wonderful. And ideally, you worked really hard to get that A. Good job. I'm glad you worked that hard. So if you do that with yourself about everything, you have been paying attention to your thinking and your manifesting for a long time. You have manifested a state of being in which you are very, very good at being with what is. Especially with things that are outside your control, like PG&E shuts down your electricity. That's not up to you. What you do with it is completely up to you. We have thousands of those every day, little tiny ones, little practice moments. And we are encouraging you to look and we are encouraging you to appreciate the results of all of your current efforts. And if you have evolved to the point that you are dancing with the power outage, that you are reveling in the opportunities, that you are playing with how can I be creative with this, if, if you have evolved to that point, you are way into the state of being because there is no drudgery in being. There is no hard work. There is nothing to repair, nothing to fix, nothing is broken. There is no need to work hard. And what I've discovered as they have asked us over these years to pay attention, pay attention, pay attention, pay attention, pay attention, 
in the beginning, I felt like paying attention was really hard. And as I've been practicing more and more and more, I'm coming to see that paying attention is actually easier than reacting, 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 reacting without attention, without noticing, just reacting. Reacting takes a lot of energy. Reacting requires a lot of thinking about it. Reacting is exhausting. Responding is easy. So when Kai says, and it's so true for all of us, that this has been a whirlwind of stuff, challenges and so on, when she looks at it, we would expect when we have a conversation with her about it, as she's conversing with herself, that she's noticing, oh, things I would have called really hard a few years ago, I'm not going to call them easy, but I'm going to recognize that I didn't have to effort as much as I used to. And that's really kind of where we all are. We're not quite into easy. If you are, that's awesome. Radiate some out to the rest of us because we could really use it. And either somebody did that or being just dropped us all into this lovely, floaty, peaceful, easy moment. In this moment, I am experiencing infinite ease. And I'm expecting that you are too. And if it was one of you who radiated out how easy you are finding it, I just want to say thank you. And if it was being giving us all the experience, I just want to say thank you. I'm feeling what they're saying through my mind. I'm feeling how easy it is to be in the moment, present, without reaction. And let's breathe that for a couple of minutes. Just breathe in the easy. Breathe in the easy. Give yourself an A plus. for being in the now. Excellent. Easy. Excellent. Easy. What if we went through the whole day in this state of being Eyes open, seeing clearly, easy with what is. To my surprise yesterday, my body said yes to a pneumococcal vaccine. We went to the doctor. We got a a great review. And uh, and she wanted me to have the pneumococcal vaccine, which apparently prevents uh, pneumococcal kinds of infections in all areas of the body, not just pneumonia. And I asked my body, and my body said yes. And I went, well, that's not what I would normally do, but okay. I made a commitment to listen to my body, so I said yes. And I got the vaccine, and... A little while later, oh, this is 
perhaps another piece. A little while later, some, we were in the car and something happened, and Michael was annoyed that I was annoyed, and um, I was in an unusual state for me. A little more anxious, a little, well, a little off, I guess is how I would call it, and noticing it and noticing it and not easy with it, not responding to it, but reacting like, what's wrong? What's going on with me? Why am I like this? And somewhere in that moment of reaction, I went, you know, I wonder if this has anything to do with the my body's reaction to this vaccine. Because my body's not used to chemical intervention for the most part. So I retested about the flu vaccine. The flu shot has always been a no for me. It's still a no. doesn't mean somebody else shouldn't get it. It just means I am not supposed to get it. So my body says no. So I've got this other one, and I'm kind of like, what does that mean? We get home, and I read the paperwork, and I read the symptoms that the body can have, and everything the fatigue, everything, about three or four of them, I went, oh, okay, those symptoms are what I'm experiencing. So now I am responding. Once I kind of have an understanding, I respond better with less reaction is what my definition of better is. And sometimes it's like that, you know. Sometimes you just you just um, irritable, or tired, or you have a symptom, a physical experience that you're not used to, and your mind kind of goes, "What's wrong? What's going on here?" And that's reaction. And response is just to what's going on here. I'm noticing something unusual in my body. My body is my precious vehicle for whatever I'm going to do in this life. And it is my intention to love my body and care for my body in all ways. So one of the things that came out of this that I said this is one of the pieces that might have been meant to be shared today. One of the things that came out of that was my realization that Michael and I are both, we call it thrown, you could call it wired, um, first response, first reaction. When the other one is crabby, irritable, any of those words, off, his first response is annoyance with me for being that way. My first response is, what did I do wrong that has made him that way? Neither of which, those are actually more like reactions and responses, but that's the first thing that happens for both of us. And so what I realized is that what's missing, and that's the the indication there's nothing wrong, there's no way that it should be. When we have a reaction, we get a chance to notice where we go now, what's our habit, and we get to decide what we want to change, what might I want to do differently. And so I ended up realizing that I might want to before I go straight to it's all about me, I did something wrong and now he's upset again, is to say to him, is something going on with you? Are you okay? Is there anything happening that I need to know about? And most often, he does find things that I do annoying. That is a possible response. It's accurate. But sometimes it's like if he's slept funny and his neck is really hurting, 
he's in pain. He'll be crabby, like we all are when we're in pain. And um, it won't have anything to do with me. And that is the thing that we we have so much in common when it comes to these things because we're essence twins. That usually the mirror is looking at where we are the mirror for each other. And so in that, I we were both able to see that I didn't do anything to him by being crabby and uh, uncomfortable in that moment. And that he didn't say, honey, are you all right? Is there anything you need? Where do you think this is coming from? He didn't say, this could indicate something that is not okay for you and how can I help? He was like, why are you doing this to me? And I didn't, don't say, honey, what's going on over there? Are you all right? Is there anything I can do to help you? It's more like, oh, I did something wrong and now he's mad again. And so we both got a chance to see there was another response that is actually more like a response that we could add to our toolbox for some other time. We can hold an awareness now that we've spoken about it and kind of looked at it. And before that, we couldn't see it. We didn't. Either one of us didn't see that we were going first to ourselves and how it was affecting us and not checking in with the other person. Not everybody does that, but our parents taught us a certain way to do it, and that's the one we learned, and now we're relearning something new. Nothing is broken. There's no fixing. There's nothing wrong with how long we've done it the other way. It might not be so efficient if we kept insisting that was the right way. But in this instance, we both recognized that there was another way that might be sometimes more useful. That's the evolution. That's the growing. That's the changing. That's the being with what is. And they just filled me with it again. So I know you're filled with it too. Let's breathe into it again. Being with what is. In an open and receiving space that allows it to be whatever it is. Without that open allowing space, I would just say no to a shot because my philosophy, my mindset says no. Instead, I said, I'll ask my body. My body said yes, and so I said yes. Being with what is. The end result is that that shot may help the body to clear up some little minor infection in one of the many areas that that virus or that bacteria can get into our systems, and I will notice the difference. I could go in a few days or weeks. Well, I'm really glad I did that because I think it helped with this runny nose or this feeling in my ear or whatever like that. And the other side of it is that I could be moving in the direction of a a more severe infection from this bacteria. And the body knows that. And the body says, this injection at this time will help me to get back into balance and to be my strongest and healthiest self. And a no could have led to... Say six months from now I get pneumonia or five months from now or two months or two weeks from now or next week I get pneumonia. My To get pneumonia, my body would need to be working towards pneumonia already. And I'll never know because we don't always know. It's the being with what is is what is. And in the what is, there was a yes to an injection that I normally would say no to. So I did it. For what is for me the best of all reasons? The body said yes, so I said yes. The body says no, I say no. 
my mind sometimes go, well, are you asking for trouble? Maybe you are overly suspicious of these pharmaceutical companies. What I realized yesterday is I am suspicious of pharmaceutical companies. I am careful. And the answer of yes or no does not come from suspicion or non-suspicion. The answer of yes comes because the body is saying to me, for whatever reason, this will be useful to us right now, so let's do it. And I go, okay. I love it when that happens with chocolate. (laughs) I don't like it so much when it doesn't. When I go, can I have some chocolate? And the body says, I can have chocolate. One of the ways I do things is it's good for me to have chocolate right now. And I get a no, and I go, oh, shoot, I would have liked to have some chocolate. And I have to say that once in a while I don't ask the body. I just do it because I want to. But overall, what I do is I ask the body about everything. I use kinesiology to ask. I've been doing it a long time, and I've found that overall it's accurate. I I test it sometimes, like, before the COVID test that was required for the surgery on my eye, I said I have been exposed to COVID and I got to know I will, I have COVID, I will test positive for COVID and I got to know. And then, of course, I'm assuming that they would have canceled my surgery if I did test positive. So I went down, got the, the nasal swab thing done. And they called me back and scheduled my surgery, and I had it done, and my vision is much better now. I'm glad I did it. And I didn't want to do it. I was hoping I could heal my cataract before the surgery. But when I was under the uh, relaxation drugs, working with this amazingly awake surgeon whose instructions were to look at the light, I had a transcendental, transformational experience, believe it or not, in the middle of surgery. And in that moment, I went, oh, this is why I'm here. So my whole body and my whole mind, because I'm awake and aware of it, can feel the light in all its magnificence, the light that we are that we cannot usually see. And we are coming up on 9 o'clock. I want to thank you. You inspire me by your presence on the calls. And I appreciate that so much. And my friend Jenny is working with me on the calls. And we will have some available that are the most amazing of the meditations. And we will be putting up, uh, for you to listen to if you want to review, some of the basic We're just starting at the very beginning with the first one and putting that one up. Kai's helping us to put them up on a location where you go back and listen to them as often as you want to. And that way, anybody who needs it can get more information from that time period. And those of you that have been here all along, you are becoming masters. You are approaching mastery of being a human being. And I do not know what that means. And they tell us the best they can each time. And you know, if we're all seven years old and we're saying to each other, someday we're going to be 16, if we don't know what that means, we don't know what that means yet. Fortunately, after many generations, we kind of do know we were 16. So think about what they've suggested that we do this week. We are dancing. We are playing. We are being present to what is. And we are recognizing the infinite, everything that is within who we already are. Always here and always now and often invisible to our mind. So bringing the mind into the mix and saying, look at us, look where we are now, isn't this cool? 
And remember what we used to do? Remember how we would have been a few years ago if we couldn't have had our electricity? Look what we're doing with it now. Wow. We're growing. We're changing. We are maybe eight years old instead of seven years old. Who knows? Does it matter? We leave you with great love and great gratitude, and we are complete. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Our next call is at 3.30, and we leave you with great love and appreciation. Bye-bye for now.